When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Rosecast, A.B. Just one more episode left before we never have to think of Nick Vial ever again. Or do we? Unless he comes on the show. Nick, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll take you. We don't like you, but we'll take you. Uh, this is the Rosecast. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy. Alex, you're also host. How you feeling? We This long slog of a season. <laughs> just about over. What are your feelings before we get into the recap? Starting to drain on me, Rim. <laughs> it's starting it's to wear on you, isn't starting, it? <laughs> starting to wear on me. This this guy is starting to drain me down. <laughs> uh, this week's episode was billed as a three-hour Bachelor event. Now, raise your hand. Should I have known better? I thought that included a regular two-hour episode. Followed by a one-hour Women Tell All episode, especially after last week's one-hour regular episode. Yeah, there's no way they're going to give us a one-hour episode with a two-hour Women Tell All, but that's what they did, A.B. <laughs> Listen, I should have known better. I should have known better. I wasn't thinking it through. Makes sense now. Why does it make sense? Because this was just last week's episode in the first hour of this episode was just one episode. And yep. then they had their normal women tell all. This was, they got us. They got me. I thought, <laughs> they got I didn't us. think, I didn't think, uh, going into the night, two hours regular episode, one hour <laughs> women tell all. But we're so stupid. If I look back on past years, the, the women tell all is always two hours. So what uh, was I thinking? We're so That's stupid. That's on me. That's on you. I got to be better than that. It's not on me for thinking that. It's on How do me. I keep falling for this? Uh, I'm tired of getting duped by this <laughs> this family TV show. Uh, well, the thing is, they can barely squeeze. This is just of all the things on Nick's bachelor resume, which is extensive now. This might be one of the biggest dings. They can barely squeeze an hour of content out of three <laughs> fantasy suite dates with this guy. There's nothing to show. There's no conversation to recap. There's nothing going on with when Nick's on camera. It's not good. Ever since Corinne left, I mean, I hate to admit it, but ever since Corinne left, I mean, the show's struggling to keep our attention. That that kind of always happens, though. Once the 
I mean, there's always that one villain who draws the ratings, who is out of this world entertaining. And then when they're gone, it's kind of just, it's a lull. And this, this, this season, it happened way later in the season where you, you had that lull of the villain being gone. So yeah, I hear you. Corinne being gone is a, is a shot. Now, if you're a new listener and you're thinking, well, these guys don't even like The Bachelor. Why am I listening to two guys who don't even like The Bachelor talk about this? This is a waste of my time. <laughs> Let me stop you right right the fuck in your tracks. All right? <laughs> we love it. <laughs> all right? We love the show. We love this last episode. We love the dumbass women tell all. We love it all. All right? Let's just make that clear. Crystal clear. <laughs> Nobody loves this show more than Rim and AB, okay? <laughs> anyway, with that said, well, let's go back to Finland. To <laughs> that had to be said. That had to be. I don't want people thinking like, oh, these two guys just like make fun of the bachelor it's not the case we love it we analyze it we also make fun of it it's good clear as day all right had to be said let's go to finland ab let's do it we open up with the morning after raven's fantasy suite Mm -hmm. i hope you took a shower before watching this episode (laughs) because this was gross (laughs) about what you got here let me do a quick let me do a quick i'm gonna do this a lot this episode Person A says one thing, Nick says another thing. Raven goes, last night meant a lot to me. Nick goes, that uh, meant a lot to me. Gross, dude. Why do you have to <laughs> say stuff like that? <laughs> no, you really liked it. Just relax. The guy, it's just something about him. Like, the stuff he says isn't that bad. Like, if you just read the transcript of this episode, it would be like, okay, that made sense. But then, it's, I don't know if it's his look or just his sleazeball voice or... It's he doesn't open his mouth. He, he Like, he makes it... He says it like he doesn't want the cameras to pick it up, which <laughs> just gives it that vibe like, ugh. What do you think about this little segment where Raven's kind of dancing around with, like, some Katy Perry in the background? Too much. Dancing around all of Finland, a little too much. I mean, it was one step removed from, like, the ending credits of 40-Year-Old Virgin. You know what I mean? You <laughs> You remember that scene? It was too much. Too much. I mean, I don't know it. Who who would have watched that and been like, "This is funny. I like this." No one. No one thought that. <laughs> well, Raven has kind of tried to take on the the comic relief after uh, Josephine and Alexis left. But Shout out to Alexis. It's it's not hidden. It's not. And hidden. It, she can't do I it. I mean, I don't even want, really want to talk about what they were implying. I was put off by this at the start of this episode. <laughs> Very put off. And you know what, Rim? A couple episodes ago, I said that my worst nightmare would be Nick coming home to meet me, bring home my daughter to meet me, you know? Yeah. No, it turns out fucking... Think about being Raven's dad for this episode. Ugh. This is... That's actually uh, my worst nightmare. Just survive... Just beat cancer, and he's got to sit and watch this... His girl frolic <laughs> around. Beat cancer for this shit? Listen, Rim, let's just say what... <laughs> they're implying that Nick got the job done behind the sheet... Behind the scenes. <laughs> he almost said sheets. They played it up too much. That was my issue. It was like, we get it. You know, the, Rim and AB are a couple of guys who like the idea of the fantasy suites being a little more secretive, a little more under yeah. the table, a little more like say without saying it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is too overt and it tarnishes the legacy, the proud legacy of Bachelor <laughs> Fantasy Suites. <laughs> and they turned it into a joke, AB, and I pissed me off and I wasn't a fan of it. 
feel like I took the words right out of your mouth there. You agree with that? <laughs> yeah, 100% agree. All right, let's go to Rachel, uh, who I think out of these three would be our, our personal favorite, right? We like Rachel now. I'm, I'm souring on Vanessa a little bit. I know you've soured on Vanessa, and yeah. Raven has never really been one of our favorites. So Yeah, Rachel's, Rachel's our favorite, yeah. I noticed this. Nick. I, I think Nick has an official go-to move when he's greeting someone that's coming up to him from far away. What is it? Usually off a, usually off a helicopter or horseback. He raises both hands. I'll try to find the gif of him doing this, but he raises both hands and like waves them around like he's drowning. He goes, like, like just kind of, you know what I mean? Like in unison. Like this is bad radio right here, but like wacky, you know what I'm talking arm man. Yeah, like a wacky inflatable <laughs> arm flailing tube man. That's yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Hey, I'm 36. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, this date. Not a lot of good dates on this this episode. This date was some big time white people shit. AB, what did they do out here? Bring the black girl cross country skiing. Come on, I mean, come on, come, come on, nigga. We, we see right through it. Listen, Rim. We don't <laughs> fuck with skiing. She said she never even heard of it. <laughs> the concept. <laughs> we do not fuck with skiing, let alone cross some lame ass cross country skiing. No. No. And when I say we, I speak for all black people, and I mean that. Yeah. AB speaks for black people, FYI, new listeners. <laughs> if, in my eyes, if a black person's going to ski, they're going to do the exciting version of that. They're yeah. not going to do the walking skiing, which is all cross-country skiing is. <laughs> after the after the after that date, if you want to call it that, it wasn't even a date. It was like 10, 15 minutes where they skied to the this hut, and she yeah. fell on her ass a couple times. They got a little fire going in this hut. Seems like it would burn down real easily. <laughs> now, AB, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something here. We're both in Iowa. Yeah. Big time storms rolled through last night. Okay. They did. Big time storms. Yes. Tornado warnings. Oh yeah. Thunderstorm warnings. Everything. Folks outside of Iowa, this is bachelor season is tornado season, tornado warning season. And what happens when tornadoes roll around the news? breaks in and they make no apologies for you <laughs> they don't the give a fuck how long they're on right in the middle of the most popular tv show on television right now i'm gonna splice in the audio of what one of the meteorologists here in town was saying he was he brought he came with the period he goes i know we're trying to watch the bat he didn't say this but he was basically like i know everybody's trying to watch the bachelor right now <laughs> but the safety of our viewers in the area is tantamount period and he was like all right whoa <laughs> Chill the fuck out. These are moving into an environment that would be favorable for that. And I will say, if any of the TV9 viewing area goes under a tornado warning, we will do continuous coverage regardless of what our regular programming is because the safety of our viewers, no matter where they are in eastern Iowa, is of the utmost importance to us. Period. So. Listen, he knew everyone was cursing his ass up and down. Yeah. So he had to, he had to save face. I didn't like the attitude. There's a little bit of like he like he wanted there to be a tornado so he could come <laughs> on and shame you for watching The Bachelor. I was like, all right, buddy, I don't need to be. Sh I already feel bad enough about myself that I'm doing this. You don't need to make me feel even worse. Uh, so anyway, th they broke in at this moment, so I miss a little bit of this. Ah. All I know is that they bonded a little bit over being scared about the future together. Um, you got anything on this exchange in this soon to be burned down hut? Yeah, a couple things, Rem. First of all. Nick brings out some hot tea. 
Now this this is interesting to me with whiskey. There is obviously whiskey. In there. This is interesting to me because it's the first time I've witnessed Nick drink a non-alcoholic beverage. <laughs> Honest to God, never seen it. You put whiskey in it. Well, I mean, what's your point? You put whiskey in it. Everyone knows you put whiskey in it. <laughs> okay, Nick drank a spiked whiskey, uh, <laughs> hot tea, and Rachel drank a regular one. While they're doing that, Rachel was expressing how she didn't feel comfortable saying i love you because she wasn't sure if he was going to reciprocate it to her um nick then basically i would say forced her to say like oh really basically forced her to say i love you to him and then she did and he's he kind of he said it back basically rim in the in the non non-committal way of i'm falling in love with you ab rule number one about being the bachelor my personal rule that I'm making for all future bachelors. Never paint yourself into a corner. Okay? You always got to have an escape route. So if you if you're if you say that to Rachel and then you send her home the next day coming off looking like an asshole, don't paint yourself into a corner. Always have some leave yourself some wiggle room. Okay? You're the bachelor, my man. It's he left himself life. a little bit by saying I'm falling in love with you. See, there's a, in my eyes... Where's the wriggle? What? In my eyes, I don't know about you, but there's a big difference between I'm falling in love with you and I love you. Big difference Okay, there. you're right, you're big right. Big difference. I'm falling in love with you leaves you a little wiggle room. It makes it seem like you're not quite there yet. So he did leave himself a little bit. One little thing I want to talk about in the hut before we go to the nighttime. Rachel says, you're rare and refreshing. And Nick... Now, I need you to explain. Can you please explain this to me? Because I'll, I don't know what this was about. All I know is that it made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Rachel says, you're rare and refreshing. And Nick says, oh, thank you. And then he leans in and he smiles and he goes, like he's about to kill the room at the comedy cellar. He goes, I might be white, but I'm still a minority. <laughs> What's the? J- I don't even get it. I don't even get the joke. Do you have? Do you know what he meant by that? She said, she, "Yeah, she said he was rare. He's saying he's like in the minority of people, basically of all males." That I guess I didn't wrap my head around that because we both know that. Nick is he's a, he's in a minority dude. of some of the biggest scumbags in, that have ever <laughs> yeah. walked this earth. He's a top top one. He's a one percenter in terms of the scums. I don't know. It, it just didn't. It didn't sit right with me. The the spinning it into my it just listen. Race jokes are tough, folks. They're not. They're they're tough to make. They are hit. They fall flat. So hey, how many have I made that fell flat that we have to cut from the show? Because <laughs> you're just like, nah, Rem, that one fell flat. Sorry, bud. All right, what do you got on this nighttime? The, all I got is that the, the fantasy suite card comes out and along with the f- fake ass board game ass key that yeah. comes with it. Large <laughs> gigantic key. <laughs> Ridiculous key. Rim, did you think in do you think any of these girls were gonna not accept the the fantasy suite? I expected someone not to accept it. I kinda I thought that was definitely a possibility. Given, you know, this guy's already done this on TV a bunch of other times. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know, there was always the possibility for me that at, at different points during the season, we thought Rachel was going to decide to leave. And, and we Vanessa. also thought Vanessa was going to decide to leave. Those were the two girls who I thought would just choose to leave at various points during the season. So uh, at this point, maybe Vanessa, I thought, would say no. Yeah. And I thought maybe Rachel would say no. 
because that would be an empowering ass way to become the bachelorette. Yeah, it really would. Ooh, that would have been good. <laughs> I I wrote down halfway through this through the nighttime date that I thought she was going to win. He didn't say he didn't say I'm falling in love with you to any other of the girls. It stood out to me. They seemed like they had good chemistry, Rim. Listen, they had they really do. They have the best. <laughs> They had chemistry. the best chemistry out of all the all three of them. I don't understand. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> They've never had. There's never been a moment where you're like, "Oh, Rachel and Nick aren't getting along." They've always had the sparks. He's better with her too. He's yeah, better. He's a better guy. Like the yeah. best episodes of Nick, where he's not such a big scumbag, was New Orleans, yep. and he. They had that date in like Bemidji or wherever. They had that. They had that one on one just at the bar where it was just the daytime. Yep. yep. That was a good that was time. Good too. Mm-hmm. He was pretty good with their family. He was. They, these two should have ended up together. That's that's period. Vanessa daytime, third and final. Di- Boy, I tell you what, I didn't even I didn't realize that this was only going to be an hour episode until the hour was up. This episode was shittier than the last episode. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Last episode was an insult to the bachelor community. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. They were flying through these fantasy suite dates, like 13-minute segments. They had, like, the 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 daytime, the nighttime, the fantasy suite, the morning after, in, like, 12 minutes. It was bananas. <laughs> uh, so, Vanessa, daytime. Nick starts this one off with a description that is both corny and disgusting at the same time, in my opinion. You remember this? No. What did he say? He said, Arv- you didn't write this down? How could no. you not write this down? It was vintage Nick. He goes... Well, our physical relationship has always been hot and steamy. <laughs> also, like nobody asked. Like you didn't need to tell us that. You shouldn't be talking about that at this point with three women left. You shouldn't. That shouldn't be like your number one thing. Uh, listen, me and her have always touched, <laughs> but I don't know where we're gonna live. <laughs> what do you got on this weird ass? Uh, I don't know. This date seemed to me like some kind of ancient, ancient torture. <laughs> Are you going from super hot down, to super why, cold? Why did Nick decide to have a fear factor date for the fucking <laughs> fear for factor the, for the fucking fantasy suites? I don't get it. It seemed extremely unsafe. They basically were doing the polar bear plunge repeatedly and worse. It was yeah, like a worse because you add the sauna into it, so you go to like 180 degrees, yeah. and then you go to negative 60. Can you believe they continued to do it? I thought that was a one and done thing, but they kept going back and forth. Vanessa convinced herself that she enjoyed it. Nick yeah. didn't seem to. I didn't buy that, but Nick didn't seem to have any interest. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. Like I would not have. I would have done this one time and then stayed in the sauna. You know <laughs> what, what? What? You start in the sauna. You go to the ice and you go. Oh, that was so fun. Then you get back to the sauna. Why would there. you go back outside? What's the point? How long do you think you could stay in that water? Great question. Um, well, I'll be honest. I don't know how. I know water freezes at thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know if that changes in other countries because of the metric system. Um, <laughs> um, um, I don't. So I don't know. Like again, I'm gonna just how reiterate. Cold that water I don't is? know. 
I don't know. I know that water freeze. I'm coming off so fucking stupid right now, <laughs> but I know that water freeze is at 32 degrees Fahrenheit. But that water seemed colder than that. <laughs> but it was still a liquid. So I don't know. I don't understand how that works. I looked at that water and I go, that water's minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit. There's no way. There's no way that water is above zero. But I. But at the same time, my brain is telling me not freezes. Rim. Water freezes water when it's 32. That's water and that shit freezes. But but I, you look, you go back and look. They seem way colder than than thirty two. It just seemed too, the whole thing seemed too cold to me. So I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. I wouldn't have got in. I don't go in a pool when it's like sixty six <laughs> degrees. <laughs> too cold when it's that. So I wouldn't have gone in at all. I wouldn't have done this. My heart would have stopped. I'm maybe you don't understand how close I am to death at all times. My body type, my diet lately. You put me in a freezing cold thing of water, my blood pressure, my veins are liable to explode. Back and forth is not good for the heart. Can't be. Not No, I couldn't survive this date. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to go to the nighttime? Well, the daytimes when... Are you talking about when they jump into that hot tub? Yeah. Oh, that's when the real talk starts. That's I'm the sorry, real talk, right. yeah. That's just yeah, still let's the go day. to the real talk hot tub. <laughs> Nick brings up the Montreal visit from last episode, which was an abject disaster. What he got on this convert, this bizarre conversation about traditional values. Everything Nick said made you realize he absolutely hated Vanessa's family. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, big personalities in your family, huh? You only say that. <laughs> you only say someone has a big personality if you do not like that personality. Otherwise, you don't That's bring it up. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Or, or if you if they do have a big personality and you like it, you say that you like them. Yeah. <laughs> like what they're about. Don't, you don't say they have a big personality and that's how you explain them. He says, your family is very traditional and I'm not. Now, if you run the tape back, you could tell he'd been drinking. He's like, I'm mm -hmm. just not. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know. I'm just not <laughs> traditional. <laughs> they get to core values. And Vanessa says, listen. These are the moments that Vanessa remembers she doesn't really actually like Nick. Like, she, she's having fun on this date, and then, you know, oh, shit, I forgot. Like, I can't stand being around him. <laughs> she goes, my core values are things that I do not, I will not compromise on. The thing that she brings up is that, that Sunday lunch, a three-hour lunch with everyone <laughs> and their family. A.B., I want to be on Vanessa's side here, but I that's a deal breaker. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I can't have three-hour lunch with your family every Sunday forever. She completely lost me with that being non that not being something that can, they can compromise on. That she completely a three-hour lunch every single Sunday. That sounds like pure hell. And you know what's bullshit, AB? When are you going to do a three-hour lunch with Nick's family? Ever? Yeah. How come he's got to go to your Italian-ass, French-ass, <laughs> three-hour Montreal brunch every Sunday forever, and you don't have to do shit with him? Every week. This was the point where we realized that this is not going to work. And then, then for some reason... I know what you're going to say. I have literally, for some reason, he says. <laughs> for, <laughs> for some reason, for, no one knows. For some reason, he says, what if we are too similar? AB, I have the same note. I have the same, the same what, wording what the of the fuck note. fuck are you talking about? Number one, you're, you are nothing alike each other. 
AB, I got it. I dig a little dig, dug a little deeper here. Okay. I know what he means. What's he mean? It's kind of unspoken, but he means what if they're too similar in that they just both want to be on TV forever without having real jobs? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I gleaned from that. Other than that, it made the question made no sense. What if we're too similar? What are you talking about? She's like hard-assed, get shit done, uncompromising, smart, caring about other people. Have I said something that Nick is yet? No. No. The answer is no. Okay. Nick's lazy, dumb, doesn't care about other people. <laughs> no, I don't They're even think Nick's, I don't think Nick outside of this is probably that bad of a guy. He seems like no, a really not. laid back guy. Seems like probably, I think I'd like hanging out with him. I was going to say, probably a good time to hang out with a good, fun guy. Um, but he's not like Vanessa. They're, no. they're not alike. No, Vanessa is like once if you're out drinking with friends, Nick's the guy who at some point like climb, like either climbs over the bar or like <laughs> finds his way behind the bar and starts making drinks. But <laughs> the bartenders are like cool with it because they built up a nice rapport with him. Yep. Vanessa is the type of person that's like, Nick, it's 10 o'clock, and I have to get up and go to brunch tomorrow, and she makes you leave at 10 o'clock, and you haven't even really revved it up yet. So <laughs> that's what I'm, you know what I mean? They're you just really different. You revved it up yet. Nick, Nick, that's the kind of thing you would say to you, like, Vanessa, I haven't even revved it up yet. Jeez. Uh, nighttime, again. The fucking tornado warnings. So <laughs> this is all secondhand information for me. Uh, all, I did see the part where Nick totally backtracked from the traditional comment from earlier. And he said, I love that your family's traditional. No, you don't. <laughs> Blatant lie, sir. What do you got when Vanessa brings up the moving where they're going to live thing? This is again, it didn't go. It did not go well. She brings up what what are we going to do like what's this what's the plan after this we're getting it what is it like tomorrow it's like in two days <laughs> we're, go, we're going to probably be engaged we should probably figure this out like you can't be engaged to someone that you that you neither of you are willing to move <laughs> i they came away from it with nick saying he he just hasn't ever thought of living in in canada and his reason is because he's a very proud American. And then she says, she revs it up. The thing about Vanessa, she goes to fucking zero to a hundred within yeah, fucking real quick rip. She can go from smiling and fun Vanessa to like, actually, actually, fuck focus you. up right now. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it's like this. Focus up. She says, and I'm a proud Canadian. Good points. Okay, so we're this is where so we're, we're at a we stalemate. We're at a total stalemate. Ways. This is where we go our separate ways as people. <laughs> neither, like, what do you, you don't live anywhere near each other. You neither of you are willing to move to the other's country. Not even the <laughs> you don't even live in the same country. She lives in Montreal, and he's like, I won't even move to Vancouver because it's not in America, basically. <laughs> even though they're like five thousand miles apart, won't even not even. Not even going to consider moving either. Neither of them is going to consider moving. And now, how did they? How did they get to that total stalemate? Because they didn't resolve the issue. No, it's not resolved. How did they get to that? To fantasy suite, bingo, bango, bongo. How did they get there? Ab, did I miss that? No, they kind of switched from that to Vanessa telling Nick she loved him. I... Oh, natural bridge <laughs> beats me. What I don't know how this happened. 
Speaking of tornadoes, that shit was a whirlwind. They went from, <laughs> we can basically never be together, ever, <laughs> to, I love you, I can't imagine living without you. Said Nick is their other half. Uh, you know, I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't do it with Vanessa anymore. I, I, Are you out I on told, her? I, I made excuses for so long. I told myself that she was genuine. I, I can't. I can't buy it anymore. I can't buy the act. It's an act now. She she says I've I've always imagined having someone like Nick in my life and I just can't believe that someone A actually thinks that and B <laughs> thinks they're lucky to have stumbled upon this guy that is not anything special. He's he's in the lower rung of guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the lower half. He's a good-looking guy. He's got nice abs. That's kind of where it stops. I hear you. I don't buy it. I'm out on Vanessa. I just was very confused by this whole conversation and whole date. They resolved nothing. In fact, it got even worse and very clear that it's not going to work out. And then somehow they progressed <laughs> to the next step of their relationship for some reason. <laughs> Crazy. They came out smelling like roses. Baby, and I don't know how to explain it. Uh, Morning after, she is throwing around the I love you's like, like candy no, at yeah. a fucking St. Patrick's Day parade, AB. That shit is <laughs> flying everywhere. <laughs> she said to the camera, now morning after, morning after I love you, morning after fantasy suite, mm -hmm. uh, probably within three business days of getting engaged, she says, still haven't figured out where we're going to call home, but I can't imagine life without him or some nonsense. Oh, she said, Vanessa says it's the best, her relationship with Nick is the best relationship she's ever had on this dating show where he's dating other people at the same time. <laughs> they get caught up in the emotions, Rim. They get caught up. Well, it, hot and steamy. You know how Nick, uh, Nick and her have always had a little hot and steamy. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you were to make a list of women on this show that Nick had super genuine connections with throughout the history, the whole season, mm -hmm. rattle off as many as you can think of right now. Raven, Rachel. Maybe Christina. Christina. Alexis. Like a friendship. Okay. So maybe two and a half, three. Yeah. Now, I want you to rattle off. I think you know where I'm going with this. I want you to rattle off girls that Nick had a really good physical connection with. 
All right. Uh, Corinne, Vanessa, Rachel, Christina, Daniel L, Daniel M, uh, Raven, uh, Liz, folks. People forget about Liz. (laughs) I mean, it's just easy. They fly off the tongue because he says that over and over to every girl or about every girl. And then meanwhile, the, the the probable winner, in my opinion, he does it. He hates her family, and they, he doesn't want to move to Canada. Like that's who's gonna win. It's bad. It's only getting worse. I mean, we kind of jo- have been joking about it for you know six weeks or so now about the season being bad, and like Nick isn't gonna find love. But now it's kind of coming down to it, and Nick's not gonna find love. That's pretty clear at this point. Who he's not mo- He's not moving to either of the places that he would need to move. They're not moving to him. He doesn't have anything anywhere. That's another thing to think about. Nick doesn't have a job. He doesn't have he does, where does he live? I don't even know where he lives anymore. That's weird about that's what's weird about the where we're going to live situation. It's always like is Nick willing to move to X? It's never is the girl willing to move to Z? Because there is Z no doesn't Z. exist. There is no Z. <laughs> Nick isn't tied down by anything right now. But I know for a fact He's not moving to hoaxy Arkansas, and he's not moving to Canada. So what? No, because he's not in it for love, baby. Just say it. Just say what you feel. I think he is in it for love. I just think he's he's too dumb to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I hear you. It's like, you know, like when your dog gets really old and, you know, all these years you would throw the toy. This is a stretch. This analogy is a stretch. Just <laughs> want to put that out there. You throw the toy and the dog races. No matter where the toy ends up, the dog always finds it. But then your dog gets old. And then, you know, it's a little moving a little slower, can't see as good, can't smell as good. And you you toss the toy just like six feet. And it's right there in the middle of the floor. The dog used to be able to get it on top of tables and underneath couches and all this shit. Or he'd go outside and go get sure. it. Now you're just like, all right, I'm going to put it like two arms lengths away. Like, go get it and bring it back. And he's like, where the fuck is the toy? <laughs> you keep, you put the shit right in front of Nick's face and he doesn't even go get it. He doesn't understand <laughs> where to find this love it's like nick look at all these toys we're giving you can you pick one and bring it back to me and he can't do it i can't think of a better season of girls these girls were tremendous on this season you're talking like 10 absolute sweethearts who have it together and he couldn't find love he's he didn't find anybody christina both danielle's vanessa rachel Good, strong, independent, have it together, self-sufficient, great job. I'm jobs. a doll guy as well. That that remember her, that teacher. Yeah, so there's a couple other people in there too. There's a lot of girls in there. Ab, tons. And he couldn't. And he was the best crop of girls contestants that I've can remember. Sad. No bad apples, really. No, even Corinne. Even I came Corinne. around on Corinne. I'm like, I could envision a life with Corinne. <laughs> uh okay let's go to the rose ceremony because that that was like a 10 minute just remini be riffing on just being disappointed just disappointed this season and it's finally coming to an end and we thought this was gonna happen but now it is happening it's sad to see it's sad to see i'm worried about nick's future i mean this is it for him i know he's doing dancing with the stars but this is like his life peak right here he's gonna marry some girl when he's 43 I mean, nothing wrong with that, but it's going to be a letdown from, oh, like, everyone's going to be at the wedding. Like, he was on The Bachelor, and he couldn't even, you know, Didn't even get it. Couldn't make it work. 
Okay, rose ceremony. Uh, Rachel, shout out to Rachel. We're come with come with this absolute Cleopatra necklace dress situation. I wrote down though that was the I don't need you Nick dress. <laughs> <laughs> Stunting with them jewels on for the haters. <laughs> I don't need you Nick. I don't That's need good. you Nick dress. Okay, so obviously Rachel didn't get the rose finally after a month of knowing oh, that God. she was gonna be the Bachelorette. Uh, what do you think about this little post-rejection sit-down? Is that a normal thing they do? I don't know what was going on there. Especially because Nick didn't have shit to say. They just sat there, and it was like, okay, she's like, I don't know what to say. Why are we sitting here first? (laughs) Can we just go? Like, you obviously aren't going to say anything, you dumbass. That said, I think he, I think he handled it okay. He wishes he didn't have to do it. You know, he, he knows he has to do it, but he wishes he didn't have to. Classic, classic, good bachelor breakups. Is I'm always oh. going to care about you. All that. Oh, you disagree? I Hazy. disagree. I need some, at least a little bit of explanation. Whether it be I had better connections with those other girls, he provided her with no explanation on why she's going home. And he even said, "Rim." He even said, "This may be selfish of me, but I hope we. Uh, I see you again, or some shit like oh, that." Yeah, Ooh, that's bad. Yeah, you <laughs> what do you that. mean? <laughs> Like, are you hoping you're going to be friends? Are you hoping to spark up a relationship later? Because you said, hopefully this won't be goodbye forever. That's what he said. It's like Shark Tank gave you. Ben Higgins was really good at coming up with reasons. Whether they were true or not, he had reasons. Always gave you It's like Shark Tank. The, the, The sharks on Shark Tank never say I'm out without saying a reason. Again, even if the reason is bullshit. You can't just be like, um, I'm out. You have to tell them something. Nick is basically something. just like, I'm out <laughs> on all these random breakups. I'm out. Uh, can you give me any explanation at all? Uh, I liked other th- girls better. Okay, that's not really good enough, but <laughs> nice meeting you, scumbag. <laughs> I thought the hug at the end was pretty good, though. I, AB, you know, make fun of Nick for saying, I want to see you again, but that hug told me that she wanted that also. <laughs> the end of the car. They wanted to see each other again. And that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> that was the episode. Yeah, it was a, it was a short episode. I knew it was coming, Rim. The, the Rachel thing. It still hurt, Rim. Still hurt. I will say that I'm just excited for her to be the Bachelorette. Yeah. Okay. Well, the women tell all was two hours, so I feel like we have to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. This is when the tornado for real came through. <laughs> so the coverage went wall to wall. Okay, I didn't see much of the women tell all. So, being the the proud Bachelor fan and proud host that I am, I watched it online just before we recorded, and I was taking notes. Thanks, but also, like, not where I expected my life to be at this point. (laughs) Watching Women Tell All, Bachelor Women Tell All, and taking notes. You're not a big fan of the Tell All shows, and I am. I enjoy them. I wrote that I've I've never seen anything like this on, on one of these. At one point, there was legit like 10 girls just screaming at each other. And like you said, Chris Harrison had to whistle <laughs> to get everyone's attention because they, the thing about it, too. And one of the parts I do enjoy about it is that you oh, it's I like to watch to see which of the girls who I, who had no airtime during the season try to try to steal the women tell all yeah. show. And there's always a couple girls that try to do that. Like, who the fuck are you? Number one, I don't even remember you. And they try to try to make it all about them. 
Well, yeah, they wa- they watch. They thought they were going to be on camera more than they were. Then they watched the episodes, and Elizabeth goes, "I didn't say a word <laughs> the whole season. I, I didn't even get my shine." She didn't get her shine, so she comes to the women tell all, and she's got prepared lines mm-hmm. ready to go and ready to unleash some lines that she thinks are going to catch fire about the Khaleesi or whatever she was talking about. Yep. They didn't hit, <laughs> but she was ready. <laughs> she was ready. Someone else, too. Astrid and Whitney talked a lot, and they didn't They didn't really get much shine either. Let's talk Taylor and Corinne, I guess. I mean, you can, you can tell how excited I am <laughs> to, to, to recap Taylor and Corinne for the 10th time. What do you got on this exchange? It was heated. It was extended, and it didn't come to a good resolution. No, it surely didn't. I just thought Taylor somehow came off even worse than she did on the season. I just, I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her. I don't like Taylor. What's weird is they watched the clips, and Taylor seemed to understand that she came off pretty horribly during the season. Yep. So you would think, okay, she's going to like tone it down maybe a little bit. Save some face here at the Women Tell All. No, she amped it up. She was demanding an apology from Corinne after they showed the clips. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is in disagreement with you here. And if anything, you you owe her an apology. That was bold to demand an apology from someone after probably an hour of back and forth fighting. To try and get a, an apology out of someone who you know is not going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just, Corinne just goes, no, I'm not apologizing. Elizabeth actually had the best point of this whole scenario. I think it was Elizabeth. She said, first off, she dropped that she like took a psychology class in high school or something. There was a, there was a moment there where like everyone was comparing degrees <laughs> yeah. and like classes. <laughs> Very bizarre. She said, I majored in psychology. You're a mental health counselor. You should, instead of shaming someone who you think needs improvement in an area, you should be trying to help them. That was a totally fair point. That made the people in the audience go bananas. (laughs) Taylor also kind of alluded to that this is affecting her career. And she's blaming that on Corinne as well. I'm sorry. (laughs) I wouldn't go to her tell you that much there was like three times where taylor was crying because of how much it ruined her life yeah it's like you were the mean one <laughs> she's trying to act like the reason people don't go to her what is she a psychologist what is she a psychologist uh, or mental a health counselor, counselor. mental okay. health counselor yeah it's saying that the reason that people don't go to her is because of corinne is nuts the the clips and the discussions highlighted something i didn't really realize and that's that Taylor treated Corinne that way, not because Corinne was rude to her or did anything specific to her. She just didn't like Corinne yeah. and observed things about Corinne and made judgments about her and just treated her poorly from there based on that. So Corinne had a point. You know, she did say mean things about women. When, when Corinne said, I've never said anything mean about anyone, that was a lie. But Taylor started it. And she deserved all the scorn that she was getting from Josephine and Lacey and the like. She came off so poorly during the episode and during this the women tell all. She came off poorly. And I didn't I was Team Corinne then and I'm still Team Corinne to this day. Happy trails, Taylor. You done. Uh let's go to you wanna talk about Liz real quick? I got some I got some takes on this. Yeah, let's see what you got. The Liz thing, Chris gave her a chance to kind of explain herself, why she went on the show, why she didn't reach out to Nick, all that. 
nothing she said made sense, in my opinion. There's still no reason why she, why going on the show was a better option for her than reaching out to him beforehand. So that I still don't buy that. That no. deception was still there. But then it turned into this like feminist like rally. It, <laughs> the switch flipped and it became like, actually, girls can do whatever they want and you own your body and all this stuff. And it was very bizarre. I agreed with all the things. Maybe I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, actually, ladies, you should know your place in the kid. I'm not going to say that because it's not what I think. But that it, that wasn't the point. I mean, you still were very deceptive and smug in being on the show, and, and there's no reason you should have been on, and I don't agree with your justification. Someone was bringing up, like, that she she goes to Somali or something. <sighs> Yeah, like congrats for building. I don't really understand how that's that's not talking about here. We're talking (laughs) about why she came on this show and her motives, and those are very unclear. And she cannot explain herself. That's all there is to it. Period. (laughs) How good a girl she is outside this show is is not really relevant to this. Congrats on doing the Tim Tebow missionary stuff, but <laughs> it doesn't make why you're on this show any more valid. Nope. Okay. So, so if you thought that you're going to bring Remini B over to your side, you're going to get some Remini B sympathy. Nope. The answer is no. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Speaking of feminist uh, rallies, shout out to Christina, showing people what it truly means to be a strong woman in today's society. To Absolutely. Come from nothing and make it something. You know, this was the point in the episode I realized the only people doing the talking are the super catty girls. All the main girls that we liked basically weren't in the episode. Christina wasn't talking up until her time to actually go on stage. Neither Danielle were talking. Uh, Alexis wasn't talking. Danielle M didn't say a word the whole episode. No, no one said any. None of the girls, none of the girls who we thought were the sweethearts and the good girls of the episode were doing the talking. There's all these catty girls just going back and forth about stuff. That's true. Good observation. Okay, B, uh, Nick comes out. Big, huge, everyone's all excited. I don't know. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's his, he, sit, he sits down with Chris, and he says it's his first tell-all. Now, true. So what show was he on when he had that weird thing with Andy? That's the after the final rose. What's it? What? Come on. What's the difference? I mean, we're just splitting hairs here. You're still on like a post show reunion situation. It's different. Well, Nick's out. Um, the least electric man in show business, and he he has to answer to these women, right? Who are understandably confused about why they were sent home. Danielle L asks him. Liz maybe asks him something. Shout out to our girl, Kristen, who was like, hey, did you find love? <laughs> Kristen basically asked him a spoiler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he looks at Chris Harrison like, what, what am I supposed to do? And Chris Harrison obviously steps in. Well, here, here's the thing. Again, going back to Ben, I feel like someone asked Ben a similar question. And the if you found love, you go, yes, I found love. You don't give a hint as to who it will be, but you say you found the love, right? But the difference between this season is you, you knew Ben was going to find love. You don't know if Nick's going to find anything or if he's going to even pick someone. But that's my thing. The If the answer, if for Nick, the answer was, yes, I found love, then he should have said that. But instead, he looks at Chris like, shit, man, they're on to us. You know, I <laughs> Jig is up. 
<laughs> the jig is up, man. They know I didn't find love. I mean, I, listen, we've said it. The guy, the guy's not engaged right now. Okay, <laughs> period. You didn't find love. I'd be surprised if anybody actually said yes to him. Do you think next week when we're discussing the after the final rose, Nick was on that with the person he selected, and they're still together? If it's live, no. I'm pretty if sure it was it. taped three weeks ago. If it was taped three weeks ago, maybe. He's not moving to Hoaxing. He's not moving to Montreal. He hates Vanessa's family. <laughs> he's not. He's not with either of these girls. That's that's just the bottom line. <laughs> anyway, my what I wanted to say about Nick's time up on the stage there, I tried to keep my eyes open, but um, what he kept saying was basically that like, yeah, you know, sorry, but I tried. They're like, okay, I respect that. <laughs> hey, Nick, you told me, I told you I loved you, and you said you wanted to be with me, and you wanted to marry me, and then you sent me home. He's like, yeah, well, listen, I get it. I was there, too. And they're like, okay, I respect that. <laughs> I mean, he's had months to think about explaining it to these women, and he seems caught off guard, and he still can't explain it. There's no explanation for anything that he does, and we just got to remember that. <laughs> just, just remember that. Here's the thing. We approach this logically. We say, well, why would he pick A when he when he doesn't even know this or that about A, and he's got a better connection with B? A, B, he sent a lot of girls home that he has a better connection with than maybe even Vanessa already. So we can't approach it with, like, what makes sense for him to do. No. In fact, we should do the opposite. The Jortska stands opposite. So if you think he has a better connection with Raven and refuses to move to Canada, then I would, if I were you, I would bet that he picks Vanessa just because so far he hasn't done smart things. Very rarely has he made good decisions. I'm with you. Okay. I got a couple questions about the finale. We're not going to talk about Rachel. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Rachel for next season. Just know that we love Rachel. Big Rachel guys. Yep. Have you ever looked forward to a finale less than this one? No. It's very anticlimactic. At least with Ben's season, there was that possibility. They made it seem like he might he changed his mind or he sent mm-hmm. a girl home and then brought her back. There was that was big stuff going on then. I will say that you and I at some point in life have to reconvene and live in the same city so that we can have a huge bachelor watch party <laughs> in hopes that maybe the bachelorette will crash it like they do with the beginning of this yeah. one tell all that would be fun and how do those work by the way people are just having their regular parties and then like someone literally busts in their home and say hey it's me the bachelor and then they freak out or no I mean, how do you set that up how do you apply i for assume that? they apply for it and they all know beforehand there's cameras in the in the place when they show up no, they don't know beforehand. That's a genuine surprise. No, Rim. No, the cameras are behind Rim, Chris and Nick. Rim. AB. Don't come get on. tricked by ABC once again. <laughs> Rim. Come on. When they went in that sorority house in particular, I specifically noted immediately upon walking in, they switched camera angles to inside the place. Okay, shit. Did they? <laughs> they know 100% that they're going there. Also, there the was ge- like... The reaction was so genuine, though. That was a that was an ill bachelor watching party, if we're talking about those. That sorority house, there was 150 girls in front of a tiny television watching this, and that's yeah, legitimate. That, that's what happens. That place was fucking packed with 20-year-olds. <laughs> okay, anyway, we're done. That's it. 
another disappointing episode. We're not going to hide it. Here's here's what you can expect from Rim and AB. We're not going to sugarcoat it. All right? We're not going to pretend like it was good when it wasn't. We're going to give it to you raw. We're going to give it to you straight. No chaser. Just like Nick would like it. Okay? <laughs> So don't don't watch the episode and think like oh I want to hear Rim and AB make you know chat about this and put a positive spin on it. We're not going to do it. If it stinks, it stinks, and if it's great, it's great. We'll tell you. In that sense, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we made it a little better and funnier to endure another bad episode. We only got one more left. Uh, don't care if he finds love at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> not invested in this guy whatsoever. But I'm glad you listened. Please share with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Send us a review. We love reading the reviews. Like I've said before, I'm a conspiracy guy, and I'm pretty sure iTunes is holding us back. So we need to overcome their uh, racism. I'll call it racism. They don't want. They don't <laughs> want to see us succeed. <laughs> Tell these people, these new listeners, who enjoy the sound of Rim and AB, where they can find us once this season's over. Well, okay, a couple things. I actually have some ideas, but there is, if you go, if you visit the website, eightscreens.com, E-I-G-H-C, not the numeral eight or the digit eight, you will find another podcast, it's us also, with another dude, and we're talking about non-Bachelor related things with just as much zeal and energy (laughs) and spice that you find here. So if you're looking to fill the time between now and whenever Rachel blesses our living rooms with her beautiful smiley face on our TV screens, that's where you can find it. But, AB, I have an idea for what happens to the Rosecast during offseason. What do you got? Do you want to recap Juan Pablo's season? (laughs) (laughs) Not episode by episode. Maybe just one, one recording session. After I binge the whole season. Something like that. Something to keep wet the palate in between current seasons of Bachelor. We'll do something. So we don't want to lose these lovely people. I like that idea. And folks, if you have some ideas, and if it's do Bachelor in Paradise, don't even bother tweeting us. Because I don't want to hear that. I'm not trying to watch Bachelor in Paradise. The good thing, Rim, is there. I assume her season will be before the next Bachelor in Paradise. I, I think it'll be in May. In any case, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Dun-na-na. Run the music. Fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com